there was something on the menu that was just called like the Mexican plate. Yeah. <laughs> and he like sent me a picture of it. I'm like, this is Texas, aren't they? Like, yeah, right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I think that's yeah. what he got. I yeah. don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. So, probably best of everything. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Texas Day motto. After all, the, the best, best of everything. everything. <laughs> Only the best. Yeah. <laughs> to the Hybrid Pub Scout Podcast with me, Emily Einolander. And me, Corinne Kalaski. Hello! Hello! We are sharing a microphone today. <laughs> we, are also, we are also mapping the frontier between traditional and indie publishing. And so uh, if you hear us trading off strangely in between everything, that is why. So um, 10 points for creative banter. That's right. Yes, and um, today we have uh, Shelly Pearson on. Um, Shelly Pearson is a self-published... Uh, whoop, starting over. <laughs> Shelly Pearson self-published her first zine when she was 16. She grew up making art and crafts, and despite being an adult, has always gravitated toward young adult books. She leads a book club for adults to discuss young adult books through a queer and feminist lens, and self-published her first young adult novel in July of 2018. The novel, Book Smarts and Tender Hearts, was recently named a finalist for the Oregon Book Award in Young Adult Fiction. <laughs> she lives in Portland with her girlfriend and two cats. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and uh, real quick, Book Smarts and Tender Hearts um, is a queer coming of age story about a teenage girl in the 90s whose relationships with the people closest to her are changing. She gets through it with zines, new friends, and one very special pen pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But Corinne's going to tell us a little bit about uh, the Oregon Book Award. Okay, cool. Yeah. I literally have like a sentence to read, but I'll tell you about it. Um, tell us about it. The Oregon Book Awards honor the state's finest accomplishments by Oregon writers who work in genres of poetry, fiction, graphic literature, drama, literary nonfiction, and literature for young readers. That's pretty much it. So... Great. Cool. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I guess we might as well jump right in okay. to uh, interviewing you, Shelly. Are you Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Is yeah. this Is this your first podcast? Yeah, it is. It's my first oh, podcast ever. We're special. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> we're very excited to have you here. We didn't. We won all the uh, Oregon uh, Book Award nominees came out. Yeah. yeah. Was like I know. <laughs> yeah i was very excited too yeah. yeah so i'm going to probably go out of order but i'm okay i'm curious about um how you submitted the book for nomination like how did that go as a self-published author well anyone can just submit their book so there's like a form you fill out online and you pay like 50 dollars and send them a copy and that's what i did and i really i was i didn't expect to be not to be a finalist or anything i was just like well i'll try it might as well yeah. and i'm a finalist 
August, and then the award ceremony is in April. So we'll find out then who yeah. the winner is. We'll be there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah awesome. we're all going to go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. One of our, can we talk about Michelle? Get in there. So one of, uh, one author that we work with at work, uh, her book was nominated also oh, cool. in the, was it children's nonfiction? nonfiction. Yeah. Oh. Category. So yeah. Which so one was it? It's called More Girls Who Rock the World. Oh yeah. I saw mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. So she's very excited. We're very excited. It was my first um, book that I was a research assistant for. Oh, yeah, so cool. Yeah. That I'm, I'm pretty like excited really about it yeah. too. <laughs> nice yeah there was a reception and they had all the books on display with mm-hmm. little stickers on them that's the finalist yeah and i looked through that one and i thought that looked really good oh god oh, okay yeah. i'm yeah. glad you shake it <laughs> yeah definitely. it's a good it's a good um i bought it for my nieces yeah i was thinking it'd be I, a big gift. I was like here you go you can go rock the world yes nieces my only nieces in the world so with your book, mm-hmm. um, you touched on many thematic issues, mm-hmm. and um, I am interested in what themes you were trying to put across with it and uh, what sorts of uh, connection you have with those themes, basically. Well, I think, honestly, when I started, I wasn't thinking about the theme at all. I just had thought about these characters for years and wanted to write a story and was just going, and partway through... Um, my mentor, Sage, that I was working with, which I can tell you more about in a little bit, she was like, you need to think about the theme of your book. And that was a really, like, I feel like it threw me into a whole existential crisis. I was oh, no. like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. What's the point of any of this? And oh, no. um, I think overall, the theme is finding yourself learning to be yourself in a world that doesn't want you to be, that wants you to be a certain way. And um, just about the connections you make with people. Um, one thing I like about young adult literature is how you can really see yourself. Like the, as I was growing up and reading books, the ones that I, that I connected with the best were ones where I felt like they were talking about my experience So I wanted to try to create that for other people. I also, I'm not super into romance in books, but I really love young adult books, especially where they talk about friendships and connections among girlfriends. And so I really wanted to focus on the friends and like just the changing relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that a lot. I, uh, I finished it. I got sick this week and I was oh, like well yeah. I can finish Shelly's book now perfect <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was um I always forget because I don't usually read why I forget mm. how like that feels and mm-hmm. how you can really do something that you can't do with adult books where mm-hmm. it's just you just follow every day mm-hmm. like you don't see that in adult books very yeah. often but you see in YA a lot where like every day matters so much right. when you're a teenager I know it's like the first time you're having all these feelings yeah. and everything is like so new. And I feel like in writing, it's a little bit freeing because you can be like extra dramatic because you're like, it is, it feels so dramatic when you're in it. It's the first time you're having all these feelings right. and everything's changing. So that was kind of a fun thing about writing it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> One thing um, that I kind of got thematically from it, which I think you were kind of trying to do on purpose, Mm -hmm. was just the idea of being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and learning to be vulnerable, even though you're, you don't think you're what other people want you to be. Yeah. And 
I mean, writing is a very vulnerable process. For sure. But the process of publishing mm-hmm. is very cutthroat. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just curious as to how you negotiated that whole situation where you're self-publishing, mm-hmm. doing it all by yourself, and then marketing it by yourself, and at the same tri- time trying to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how'd that work out? It, it That is really was really a hard thing about it. Like, I feel like... I went in thinking I would self-publish and not even really thinking about it in terms of business, like thinking about it like I have wanted to do this. This is something I want to do, a goal I want to reach in my life. And the only way to do it is to just do it. And I just I knew it was going to feel really vulnerable, but I just had to do it. And I feel like I was kind of like, well, probably no one will read it anyway. So that's something I feel like felt a little safer about self-publishing. And um, it's just, it's hard. Like, I feel like as a self-published book, people think like, oh, you couldn't get anyone to publish it. And it's like, I didn't even really try. And maybe part of it was insecurity or just wanting, I, I don't know. I think I just... I I studied art in school and I feel like so much of how I grew up with like this mindset of like what matters is the work and the art and like not making money. And so I came into this being like, I just want to make a piece of art that I can stand behind. And I don't know. I just feel like I had to do it. And so now I'm trying to promote it and it is really hard because it does feel really vulnerable. Yeah. And do you see a lot of models for other like f- literary fictional YA on the self-publishing market? Because I, I that's not a world we we deal with romance and sci-fi mm-hmm. and that genre fiction quite a lot, but I haven't seen much by the way of marketing YA in yeah. the self-publishing space. So. I don't see a lot of it, and so I know that is that does make me feel kind of like a little bit alone out here. But then I also feel like what I'm familiar with is like craft sales and zine fests where it is something that you made and you're selling it yourself. And in that way, it felt really comfortable to me. Yeah. Oh. Um, let's see. Well, I had a question that goes back, harkens back to the okay. promotional aspect oh, of the yeah. whole thing. So I know a lot of writers have trouble sort of promoting themselves. Would you say yeah. that you've struggled with that? Yeah, for sure. I think... Um, Getting being named a finalist for the Oregon Book Award really changed that for me. Like, oh, good. Okay. I even I wasn't really seriously thinking about writing another book until uh-huh. then, and then I was like, oh, maybe this isn't like a ridiculous yeah daydream. Right. right. Maybe yeah. someone does think it's good, mm-hmm. and I don't know. A few people have told me like this is something that people need to see, and yeah. I hadn't even thought about it that way. I'd totally been thinking about it as like this thing I need to do. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I do. I definitely struggle with self promotion mm-hmm. yeah you're in good company yeah <laughs> working, working with authors all day who are also oh, like yeah, i don't want to tell anybody that i wrote a book and I i'm know. like no you have to I that's know. literally my job <laughs> i i feel like i didn't even tell anyone i was working on it until i was almost done oh wow okay. and then i mean I, t- I would tell people if we were hanging out mm-hmm. um just one-on-one but i didn't post anything on social media until yeah. it was almost done oh okay and yeah. i feel like so many people were like what yeah. Where did this come from? Right, and I'm like, right. well, this has been this like secret burning desire for years. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm finally, I don't know. I think also with the vulnerability, you just, 
you go through it so many times Mm -hmm. and at the end it's just like well what else can I do with this besides like I've seen it so many times I'm sick of it right right I you kind of become a little bit detached Mm -hmm. um I don't know I went to like I said I studied art in college Mm -hmm. and we would always be so heartbroken during our critiques and I remember the our advisor Keiko Hara once was like you're all beautiful people. You need to understand we're not talking about you. Mm-hmm, we're talking about right, the work. Right. And like, I thought about that a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah. Just, um, yeah. It's not about personal mm-hmm. critiques. It's yeah. about this work that is separate from me. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, discussing zines as oh, well, because yeah. you have a lot of experience there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big part of your book. Mm-hmm. So the main character, Hannah, finds... A, it's a magazine. What's the name of the magazine? Tiny Svex in Space. But the one that she found. Oh, Maximum Rock and Roll. Yeah. Was that real? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It actually, they just announced that they're going to stop printing no. recently. That's right. I read about that. Yeah. 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 Sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But um, on the back, she sees the ad for the zine mm-hmm. Tiny Svex in Space, and she um, becomes pen pals mm-hmm. with uh, the uh, creator. Mm-hmm. Corey. Corey. <laughs> and so I was curious because it seemed like you have a lot of knowledge and mm-hmm. now I find that you do. So like, what's your experience in with zine fests and, and uh, their connection to craft and indie? Well, I mean, my how I came to be involved in zines actually was through an ad in Maximum Rock and Roll. Oh. Um, my stepsister slash BFF, Katie, <laughs> we were growing up. Um, I lived in Salem and she lived outside of Salem, very small town. And... We just felt like there was no one who understood us. We wanted to connect with people. So when I was 14, she was 16, we placed an ad for a pen pal in Maximum Rock and Roll. And um, like in the book, it's just like ads for bandmates, for zines, ads for pen pals are all in the back. And we got a ton of responses, I think, because we were women or girls. um, And so... Like other girls were like, yeah. And then mm-hmm. guys were like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, then and Accurate plus, impression. <laughs> she was 16 and I was 14. We put an ad for pen pals and our ad was basically like, it started with, we suck, but you want to write to us anyway. <laughs> and it was like, we're two bored dorks. Aww. And um, so we got tons of responses and... Um, I think, yeah, like it was because we were two girls, um, so people could get two pen pals, girls could connect with other girls, nasty guys. I mean, they weren't all nasty. Guys could connect with girls. It wasn't like Craigslist necessarily. (laughs) No, maybe a a letter or two, but it was just paper letters we could throw away. Um, And a few people sent me zines, and I had heard of zines, but I'd never actually like read one or seen one, and um, so... I started reading them and trading them and eventually I started one because I didn't feel like I like had something important to say. I honestly, I just wanted something to be able to trade because a lot of them, they were like a dollar a trade Mm -hmm. or um, some were just like stamps or dollar and stamps or trade. And that's why I started making a zine. So So, um, the first zine fest I went to was in, I think 2000 or 2001 was the first Portland zine symposium. And so that was where I started like meeting. uh, That was, I, that summer I met 
two women who I met through a zinester. We weren't even pen pals, but they made zines. And that was the first time I'd been around like in person people who other people had made zines. And it was just like such a refreshing feeling, like this feeling of like, ah, finally, like I found my people. And I've just always loved the atmosphere at zine symposiums and zine festivals. I've gone to a few. I've been to the Philly Zine Fest a few times because one of the people that responded to our original pen pal ad who did zines were were still in touch. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I went and visited and we went to the Philly Zine Fest. And then there's one in Olympia that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then Portland has been going for a really long time. Are you still active in them or some here and there? Like I there I went probably seven years without making a zine, but then I did a new one this year. Um, partially because I feel like people had a lot of questions about my process of writing a book. And so I wrote about that and just in general life stuff. It's always been a personal zine. Like I think of it as just like a little way that you can make a little magazine that's all about whatever you want. And it's kind of an alternative to mainstream magazines. And I feel like a lot of my feminism was also shaped through zines, like learning about body positivity, Riot Girl, and like just being able to take up space and say what you want. And like what they're saying in these beauty magazines is bullshit and we can be however we want. And that's kind of what I wanted to impart with the book. I really got that too. Oh, good. So in terms of collaboration in mm-hmm. creating the book, um, did you have an editor, a designer, like who, who worked with you on this? So I had a mentor, her name is Sage Adderley Knox, and she is someone that I met through zines and she, um, full time helps authors and has a small press and what's the name of her press? Sweet Candy. And um, she does things like blog tours with authors and Mm -hmm. promotional help and just like does this mentorship program. And it's six months long. And I started seeing she would like post about other people that had done it. And I was just like, (laughs) why isn't that me? (laughs) And so then I was like, well, I mean, it could be. And so I definitely feel like it was kind of, luxury or a privilege to be able to do that mm-hmm. but then I was like well you know people save up and they do like a big trip to Europe as like their big life goal That's true. and I was like this is something I really want to do it's important to me so I'm going to invest time and money in it so we did this mentorship and I'd started writing the book for National Novel Writing Month mm-hmm. a few years ago but it didn't it didn't have a conclusion it was just like I don't know, if I got to something that was hard, I'd just skip it and go on to another scene. It wasn't like a whole manuscript for sure. So she was like, that's the first thing. She gave me assignments and I respond really well to assignments. Mm -hmm. And we did weekly check-ins because she lives in Olympia. But we were able to do it over the phone and that was fine. So I um, basically first she's like, you need to write a whole manuscript. Just start and like go. So I did that. She was like reading behind me in the Google Doc, leaving notes. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I think that Google Docs is like such an underrated way yeah. to edit and write. Just that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that self-publishing people kind of have on traditional because we use Microsoft Word. Oh, it's yeah. It's so awful. 
anyway. <laughs> yeah, I liked, I thought it worked really well. And then um, she had a beta reader who I don't, excuse me, she had a beta reader who I don't even know who that person is still, mm-hmm. who read it and gave notes. And so then I did like an edit based on that. And then I gave it to six of my friends to beta read. Mm-hmm. Then took notes on that. And that was Google Docs, too. <laughs> so they could do comments and, um, like, highlight or whatever. And I really liked it also while I was working with Sage. I, I was a part where I was like, is this stupid? Is this sound horrible? I could just, like, write her a little note. And then she would reply mm-hmm. and be like, no, it's good. <laughs> She's very calming and reassuring. Well, with a name like Sage, yeah. you kind of have to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so I never had like an editor beyond that. I told my friends, I was like, if you see any grammar stuff, tell me, but mostly I want content feedback. And then after I had done all the edits based on that, I like did a really close read for grammar, but I feel like I'm pretty good at grammar. So I wasn't as nervous about that. And, but I'm, I know there are definitely typos in the final copy but there always are yeah yeah definitely and then um her husband bradley actually laid out the pages for me and laid out the cover oh yeah so you didn't just kind of throw it into a program and have it do it for you no i i was at that point i was i I kind of was a little bit crushed for time because i really wanted it to be done in time for the portland zine symposium which is always in the summer and i um one point I was like, okay, I need to like set a date for my release party. And so then I was like, all right, I've got this deadline. And at the, I was like kind of burned out on it. Like I was, I just went straight from December through June was the mentorship with Sage. And then July 21st was when I scheduled the party. And so like in June, I was like, I could like buy the software, try to figure it out on my own, just like drive myself crazy. And I was like, no, I'm just going to pay him and he can do it and smart choice yeah that's so much harder than you think it's going to be usually I bet. Yeah. that's what I figured yeah. but yeah so he did that and he laid out the cover I took the picture and then he did like all the layout of the like the bio and the blurb and stuff on the back and um yeah so it's mostly mostly in print or do you print a lot of copies I bought a hundred um and so how Ingram Spark works that's where it what I published it through, they distribute through Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and like libraries can buy through them and independent bookstores can buy through them. So I get a report from them every month that tells me how many have been ordered through them. And then they just like put money in my bank account. I mean, not like a ton, but (laughs) but (laughs) it just appears. I was going to ask actually why you chose Ingram Spark rather than like Create Space or something like that. Um, it was mostly because I was thinking that because isn't Create Space the Amazon product? Yes, it is. So I wanted it to be able to be in other stores, mm-hmm. and um, Sage had worked with Ingram Spark and oh, okay. kind of recommended them. Mm-hmm. And it was I, it was pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, well, I say this not actually making the files that we uploaded. Right. Right. Like they do a thing where if you towards the end of the month they're like if you upload your book by the 30th you will waive the upload fee which is like $50. Oh. So uh June 30th mm-hmm. 
Bradley and I were just like sending these frantic emails back yeah. and forth all night and just like I was uploading it and I was like, it's not working. It oh, gave me an God. error message. Uh-huh. And just finally it like worked and we just made it barely under the deadline. Yeah. yeah. And then it was, I mean, within a few days it was available for pre-order on Amazon oh, and wow. Barnes okay. and Noble. Yeah. Yeah. And they do the ebook and paper book. Right. And mm-hmm. then like the library bought some through them. Oh, and, cool. Um, yeah, so you can say to the bookstores, like, oh, yeah, it's on Ingram. Right. And then they, they know that. what that means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. so that's why. Cool. All right. So you ha- have you seen, like, a boost in sales f- since you got nominated? Definitely, yeah, I have. I was like, I can't wait for my January and February report. <laughs> <laughs> and is I mean, it going to, like, libraries and bookstores? And I don't or, or know. Oh. I think mostly it's through Amazon. Like, the report I get just tells me how many. And I'm sure there's some way I could go in and find out where they go to, but I have not yet. I think I feel like I keep telling people like it's on the shelf at Broadway Books, for example, and I'm like, go go there, go buy it at Broadway Books, and then they buy it through Amazon. Uh, that's the way of the world. I know. Sadly, I yeah. did buy the ebook. Sorry, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that's totally. I quit fine. Audible though. Oh yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and part of the thing with the book award is they have all the finalists donate 25 copies. Yes, I had to do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I understand. Yeah. Yeah. At first I was like, oh. Uh, (laughs) But but it's still. It's probably a little more of a hardship for you. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, (laughs) it's not that bad, but still it is like, well, it's 25 copies I'm not selling, but. um. So those are going to rural libraries around the right. state, which I'm excited about. Yeah, that, for that's sure. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, and especially with a book like with a theme like mm-hmm. yours too. That's I mean, right? Would assume for kids growing up in like really rural towns, yeah. like, that could be like a lifesaver. So that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's gonna pick it up and be like, "This is for me." Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the dream. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So you were talking earlier about how great it was when you found a good book as a teenager Mm -hmm. that really spoke to you so what what were some of those books well the main one I think about with that story is kind of odd it's um Poppy Z Bright do you know her well you don't I don't don't know sorry well she wrote horror novels in the 90s (laughs) and she's written other stuff since then that's less horror mostly about gay men but I just remember there was this one scene in one of the books, um, Lost Souls, which is about vampires. Oh, sweet. And the, it's like a teenage boy who's just like feeling so out of place and like no one understands him. And just I just remember reading it and being like, oh, my God, this is this book really knows what I'm going through. And I really like that's a lot of what I'm drawn to in a lot of books, just mm-hmm. that feeling of like feelings of isolation that you have when you're a teenager and just the extreme feelings so yeah I mean I feel like a lot of there's a lot of books I read also as a teenager like Annie on my mind by Nancy Garden which I mentioned in the book that was a big inspiration um it's a lesbian YA novel and it takes place like in the 80s I think Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, another, well, this isn't exactly right, like a thematic inspiration, <laughs> but I do want to mention that my grandpa self-published a book. Oh, probably. What? Yeah, I know. Like a long time ago? No, or? like maybe 15 years ago. Oh, wow. And um, it's kind of funny. It's a funny book. It's about a human brain transplant. Wow. But I know. But I just, that was very inspirational is like well he did it i can do it yeah. like so that's kind of a lot of my self self-publishing inspiration yeah An- another family tradition yeah that's true <laughs> yeah he actually asked me i i'd given them a self-portrait i'd drawn as like a christmas present and he was like you know that picture that you drew would be great for this book i'm working on and is it okay if i use it and i was like yeah sure whatever and i didn't I didn't even think to be like, well, what's the book about? And then it's like about this uncle who puts his brain into the body of his niece and kind of takes over her life. Oh. I know. Wow, I know. Dark. And then I, like I was it. like, oh, and my picture's on the cover. <laughs> but it's, it's like creepy, freaky Friday. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Totally. Well, that's that's an interesting way to be inspired, but I I get it. I get it. We we're both big horror fans. Oh so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, what else? Oh, I was gonna ask uh, what your influences are. Oh, that's. Oh, that was. Just, that's oh. oh, is that? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. I also <laughs> feel like I mean, you mentioned that I. I'm in this young adult book club. Yes. We read a lot of books that are really bad. Really? And I feel like that inspires me in some way because I feel like for so long in the book club, I've been like, I can't believe this got published. I could do better than this. And it's like, there's a lot of those. That's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't know. I keep saying I could do better than this, but okay, time to prove it. Right, right. And you did. I know. Yeah, definitely. I do have another question, actually. I don't think you've asked this already. Mm-hmm. So you said, are you? did you say you're working on a book right now? Are I, you thinking about it? Yeah, I've just barely started. Okay, can you tell but, us what that's about? Well, it's another YA about a fat, queer teenager. I think there's definitely, I learned a lot in the first book, and there's things that I want to do differently. Like, I feel like the sexuality in the first book is kind of... And not very explicit, like exactly how she identifies. And partially, I felt like when you're a teenager, you don't always know. And you're like, yeah, I like girls, but I don't know. I don't know what that means exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted one thing that I really like in books that I read are when someone is like explicitly bisexual because you don't see that that often. Right, right. So that's definitely something I want to include. I don't I feel like I've mostly been thinking about how to make that character different than Hannah from the first book. Um, like Hannah was very into math and had just like very few crushes. The new character is definitely more romantic and lots of crushes, mm-hmm. which is something I actually identify with more. Yeah. Um, and just like, yeah, boys and girls and sort of, I think it's, I'm being much more conscious about the theme going in. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. having written a book and realizing three quarters of the way through it was supposed to have a theme. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing that I really liked about Hannah is that she did have that feeling of alienation, but mm-hmm. like she had so many friends. Mm-hmm. And then, 
Like there was, of course, the part at the end where they kind of screwed her over, mm. but they didn't really screw yeah. her over. Like it wasn't one of those disaster books where yeah. everybody turns their back on the person. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that that was more realistic and yeah. you weren't trying. I'm sometimes I feel like people are trying to prove like you can't trust anybody. Oh, and, and, yeah. yeah so. I definitely wanted it to be about friendship and about. Um, like kind of how you can, even if you have a lot of people around you and people who care about you, you can still feel really alone. Mm-hmm. That was something I thought about with her cause she did just have a lot of friends, but yeah. still feels out of place. Super relatable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had another question. Okay. Um, so with the new book, do you think you might try to submit it to agents? Like go the more traditional route? I, I have thought about it. Yeah. Like I think. Part of it also with the first book was I was like, well, I have nothing like, no examples of my work other than this I have no like no clout behind my name Mm -hmm. and um that was part of what I learned about when pricing my ebook too is I was thinking like well yeah I should price it around the same price as the print book yeah right Sage was like you have no reviews no one knows who you are right right (laughs) people aren't gonna pay that much and so now I feel like well I do I can be like well this is my second novel. Mm-hmm. I was an Oregon Book Award finalist. Right, yeah, and, yeah. Um, so I do think that there's more things that people might want to listen to or care about, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. I think that's kind of a big notch in your uh, yeah. so. what, what yeah. belt? belt. I don't know. How's that, is that Bed a thing? That's a thing? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> if, I guess. Sorry. In a way. In the oak tree. <laughs> <head>. lipstick case. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. I like it. Well, and isn't your book, I mean, all the other ones in your category, you're like, are they sci-fi? Mm-hmm. Right? And or like fantasy, yeah. Right, right. So that's mm-hmm. pretty amazing, yeah. too. That's it is. Cool. Yeah. I know. It's kind of amazing because one's like a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, right, And they're right. all like traditionally published. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right yeah. there with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Ooh. Sorry, yeah. are you nervous about the award ceremony? I, I little. I've never been. Have you guys been before? I have been. I think I went like two years ago. Oh, it's yeah. pretty chill. I okay. mean, it's, you know, it's Portland. Um, <laughs> but yeah, people are excited about it, but it's definitely, I, I don't know. I like, I mean, I wouldn't get super nervous about it. But then again, <laughs> I'm not in contention for an award. I so know. what am I talking Cheryl about? Cheryl Strait's going to be there. I know. Yes. Oh, that's right. She's hosting Yeah, it. she's the host. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. know. I'm kind of bummed because last year, I mean, Cheryl Strait is awesome. Yeah. But last but. year, Renee Watson was the host, oh. I think. And she's like a Portland YA author. Oh, okay. I know. Oh. That Damn would have been amazing. Yeah. But I wasn't ready then. Right, so, right. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it is fun. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool event. We'll definitely be there. Awesome. I'm excited. Yes. It will be. Yeah. Do you have any more questions, Corinne? Um, none that I can think of. I don't think so. Are there any questions we haven't asked that you would like to answer? There you go. I, <laughs> well, why don't I you don't just do our work so. for us? <laughs> well, I had a question for you oh, about yeah. you. Sure. One thing I wonder, because I feel like since writing a novel, yep. now that I'm a novelist, right. um, a lot of people are like, Oh, well, I always thought I could write a novel. I always wanted to write a novel. And I know you two work in publishing. Right. Do you have secret desires to write 
novels I or do, anything? I do, I do not. I never oh. have wanted to write a, really? a book. I just, no, I don't. Which is why I'm, yeah, probably not an author. So Emily, <laughs> what about you? I mean, if you don't, if you don't feel that way, then why make yourself have that terrible dream that exactly. will make you feel inferior for the rest of your life? Exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I realized... And this isn't like self-deprecating, blah, 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 or anything. Mm-hmm. But I realized that I am not really a story mm. person. I just kind of like, <laughs> I would, when I was a kid, you know, the, every writer is like, so-and-so was a born storyteller mm-hmm. ever since they were a little kid. Like every bio you read of an yeah. author says that. And for me, I'm like, well, I was good at scene setting. Oh, yeah. Like, it's kind of like, this is this was there and this person was there and this other person was there. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, huh? I don't yeah. know what comes next. So I know that's something that can be learned. And at some point I'm trying to write a very formulaic thriller book right oh, now, nice. just to kind of, I figured if I followed an outline because I am kind of a rule follower person yeah. and need assignments as well that, you know, lots of people do it. So yeah. I might as well give it a shot. But yeah, I, I, uh, I also kind of like bringing things out of other people more. Oh, yeah. So that's why I'm kind of on this side of it as well is because I just like seeing other people kind of like bring those things out of themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I can sit there and be like, you have this and you have that. What's going to happen? Yeah. Tell me. (laughs) Well, I feel like that's the hardest thing for me is I'm not, I feel like I'm not that strong at the plot part. And that is something I definitely have a much stronger sense of the characters. Like even I think back to when I was little and I played with Barbies, I was like so into picking out their outfits Uh and like figuring out their relationships to each other. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm done. Like (laughs) I think that's probably a normal thing for like people who are into like literature, like not genre fiction, not plot driven stuff. Mm -hmm. Because I remember I went to like, a summer writing school Mm -hmm. thing and they were like we don't want you reading genre fiction and we Um, want you to um, and they had us write these like poetry and mood pieces mm. and all of these things that didn't really go anywhere Uh so I just never learned to do plots so every time I tried to write a book I'd be like now they're baking cookies (laughs) (laughs) yeah and this guy is sad (laughs) it is hard well do you know that save the cat book yeah yeah oh i don't know what oh you don't know no Um, tell me brie was talking about it in um the episode you weren't here oh Oh. okay well it's it's like based on a screenwriting book but there's a newer i don't know how new version that's like about novels save the cat writes a novel and they're the author like sets out these beats you're supposed to hit Mm -hmm. like there's like 15 and um there's like three acts and first you do this and then you do this and there she's like every novel like um a christmas carol and wuthering heights they all have all these beats Uh and i was kind of going i was looking at it and like trying to figure out how my my first book fit into it Mm -hmm. and I feel like I do kind of ramble and wander and it's a it's a it's a YA literary fiction book so like those are more wandery yeah Yeah. Yeah, despite their nature yeah Yeah. good 
Perfect. That we had, um, we've had uh, self-published genre Mm -hmm. fiction people come in here and they're very like formula is everything. Mm. If you don't hit these beats, your readers are going to be mad at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I listened to the one, I think with Brie, Brianne. She was talking about like, self-publishing is you make a lot of money with genre, but not with literary fiction. And I was like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> I guess that, that does kind of sound about right to me. <laughs> but yeah, I have ideas sometimes about writing. Uh, I'm really into cozy mysteries. Oh, oh. like Rosemary. Yeah, oh, my, yeah. Mom, my mom's really into cozy oh, mysteries. Oh, yeah. yeah. My feel, grandma was too. Oh. It was a thing that everybody passed the books around. Yeah. Kids. I, like, I like them a lot, but I do feel like... I'm not the target audience and it's mostly like the main characters are much older than me and sometimes conservative. Well, I hear that that's kind of changing in the, yeah, there's, there's younger, the big thing right now is witches. Oh yeah. Yeah. But young witches. Yeah. So I do. There's a series I like by Juliet Blackwell about a young witch, but she's, she is very into vintage fashion wow. and she doesn't, I feel like a lot of times in cozy novels, they're very technology averse. Like, um, even that, that witch, she's a witch. So her magic powers mess up her cell phone. So she just can't have one. Ah, yeah. Convenient. Yeah, it is. But I've, I've had ideas about writing a cozy novel that's, um, like about young queers. Oh, that's, no, I mean, that. I, th- I think there's a market for that for sure. Yeah. So I, that's actually what I was thinking would be my next project. But then my, this other young adult novel seemed more pressing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. One day maybe. Well, I mean, like if you have another job, you might as well do your art, you know? Yeah. Have your have your yeah. writing be your art. Yeah. And not your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's that. Did you see that article that's been... People have been sharing, like, why is there such a pressure to make your hobby a side hustle? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like every article these days. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel very seen right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It is like, like, yeah, if you can do something like, well, like my mom made me a, these special pot holders that are bowl shaped. They're really good if you microwave a bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And. I have one at work and everyone loves it. And they're like, your mom should sell those. Uh-huh. And I've told her that. And she's like, she's like, yeah, I don't really have time. <laughs> oh. She's like, I'm fine. I don't, I don't. Yeah. And I think also with crafts, especially you can't, it's so hard to make an amount of money that covers right. your expenses that like makes it worth if it. If you don't yeah. like do it all day long mm-hmm. and like ruin your hands. Or- <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, what are you what are you reading right now? Oh, well, right now I am well, I mostly to be honest, listen to audiobooks. Same. Same. Yeah. I read yeah, I mean so I read nice. but like I, know, I love audiobooks I so much. I um I feel kind of odd saying that since my book is not available in audiobook and some people have told me like well, when you do an audiobook, I'll, I'll listen to it. Oh, and I'm like, you're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I am right now I'm listening to Phoebe Robinson's second book. Okay. Um, Everything's trash, but that's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really good. It's very funny. Um, a little bit political, but in a way that you don't feel like she's calling you out because it's all just so funny. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I like, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
What about you? Oh, Corinne. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am still reading The Road to Jonestown, oh, which I have been reading for approximately four months now. Wow. The book is 450 pages long. Oh, that's long. Uh, I also moved recently. Oh, yeah. I know I keep using that as an excuse, but it is a massive undertaking. Anyway, yeah. but I am almost close. Like, I think our next podcast, I'll be finished with it and I'll be on to something else. So I'll stop talking next about it. Next Friday. Next oh. Friday. I can do it. I can okay. 50 pages to go. I can fucking do oh, it. Oh, that's not your, that much. Your housewarming party is over. You have yeah. no more excuses. I have no more, no more excuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I listened to a lot of audiobooks while I was painting our house. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, oh, that's, so that's yeah. another good I'll do that then. All right. You can do Libro FM. Oh, yeah. Because you don't have to have a subscription oh, perfect okay oh 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 <laughs> they should be paying me um <laughs> so this yeah well i mean yeah actually i do <laughs> um, <laughs> it has been like three episodes um so i quit audible because i used to listen to audible a lot mm-hmm. libro fm uh you can do the subscription like the credit system or you can do things a la carte, and um, it goes to the local bookstore of your choice. I oh, think Broadway cool. Books is on there. I feel like I've seen them share ads for it. Yeah, I, I switched to that, and it made me really happy. And so I listened to um, Bad Blood yeah. about um, a nonfiction book about Theranos. Um, it was a big scam, Silicon Valley scam, um, where this woman named Elizabeth Holmes, uh, thought she could like have this health device that Uh would take a tiny drop of blood and you'd be able to run all these tests on it and none of the engineers could make it work. (laughs) And she just started lying to investors and like getting all of this money. And then the company culture was really paranoid and weird and everyone was like, miserable and then it all fell apart oh no which is one of my favorite like (laughs) and then everything went wrong yeah when no one when it's not the road to jonestown because i don't i don't relish that yeah no i do relish um you know silicon valley company falling apart yeah and especially when um henry kissinger loses an enormous investment yeah (laughs) (laughs) same same (laughs) <laughs> it's really it's like she's a monster but there's something so satisfying yeah. about like him being like whoa it was my body and her like there was one part where she sent this really really bitchy email to fucking um james mattis uh-huh. like oh, mad dog wow. mattis yeah, and it yeah. was like everyone's like ah, he'll kill you and i'm like she doesn't give a fuck because she's a psychopath oh, wow <laughs> It's uh, it sounds like a good book. Yeah. I actually really want to read that one. Yeah, yeah, it's good to uh, Lib- Libro with them. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good audio book. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Is it read by the author? No. Oh, okay. No. Jo- John Cario. 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 Brew. Sorry. Yes, that's okay. He's very um, he's a bit smug. Uh, I think he's I'm very sure. proud of himself I'm for sure. landing <laughs> the story. I would be too, honestly. So yeah. I don't begrudge him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Shelley? Well, do you think people should know my website? Yes, definitely. <laughs> plug it. Plug, plug away. everything. Okay. It's www.shellypearsonwrites.com. Okay. You can also follow me on Instagram. Working on my Instagram presence. That's perfect it's, for you. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do crafts and art. Yeah, and stuff. I know. I'm sometimes I worry I'm posting too many crafts and people are gonna be like, "What am I following?" 
But that is at Shelly Pearson Writes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And crafts. Yes. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Yay. And, yeah. and zines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you can find us at www.hybridpubscout.com. Nice. We're uh, on Twitter at Hybrid Pub Scout, on Facebook at Hybrid Pub Scout. We're on uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Please go rate and review us. We have eight re- rates Aww. and three reviews so far. <laughs> Just go give us some stars, please. <laughs> and then we're on a bunch of other, like, you know, whoever picks up the RSS. Yes. Right. Tune in. Yeah. Player FN. Yeah. You name it. <laughs> We're not on Spotify, though. We should probably do that. Oh, not no. on Instagram? Not yet. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. I guess no. you're more an audio medium. Corinne wanted us to, to scale up. I, I would like <laughs> us to do that, but that will fall to me, which is fair uh, because yeah. Emily does like mm, 98% of the work to the <laughs> podcast, quite honestly. So, yeah. I don't know. That's going to be an investment. But it might be worth it. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want... Corinne to commit to anything that she's going to overthink. Uh, <laughs> that's like everything, though. <laughs> Corinne's a Virgo. Yeah. I'm. I just kind of throw things out. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Here you go. <laughs> Are you? You're Aquarius, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Hey. Wait, nice. When was your birthday? February 11th. February 13th. What? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, happy birthday. <laughs> Most likely not to be caught for murder. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, are we, we're doing things for giving a rip about books still, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Are we doing uh, clean your room and read books? Oh, sure. (laughs) Why not both? You tell me. (laughs) Thanks for cleaning your room about books.